0: This is Blood and Firewater, a true crime comedy discussion type podcast. We shoot tequila and we chase it with a case of murder. Just as a disclaimer, this podcast contains mature content not suitable for all ages. So listeners discretion is advised. I am your host Rashad and I would like to thank each and every one of you for tuning into the show. We promise not to be insensitive to the victims and respect their families. However, we will poke fun at other persons, places, and things involved with the case. And we will keep our opinions based on the facts of the case. We're not professionals and we don't pretend to be. So, welcome to episode 12. A doozy of a doozy. Uh,
1: wait, 12? 12. I don't know, that's you right. Mi- you missed a couple. Yeah, a couple meaning two.
0: But that's fine because you're back now.
1: I'm here. I'm back, bitches.
0: All right, so. With that being said, tonight's episode is on Chris Watts. Yes! Um. Before we get started, you have not heard or seen the reviews that we got. There's a lot of I've them. I've seen
1: them, but uh, yeah. We're no. going
0: to, I gotta just flush straight through them real quick because there's like five of them. All you right. know what I'm saying? Okay, so Carmander88 says, starting with the name of the podcast, there's an intelligent wit to them. I appreciate the obvious rapport between this brother and sister duo. They have a fascination with the topics. They cover it and it really shows. Congrats, guys. It's great to see that there are weirdos like me so close to home. This was a podcast that's from Spartanburg. Oh, shit. So, like, I reached out to them. I was like, hey, check the show out, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, cool. Uh, Jacob Stein from GA says, this podcast is one of my new faves. As a giant true crime fan, I listen to a lot of pods. I love the way Rashad tells the story, and I think the banter between Rashad and Brandy is really funny. Great job, guys. Keep it up.
1: Thank you, bud.
0: Well, if you show the fuck up. All but, right. So, okay. wow. Whatever. You had
1: to slide that in there.
0: ABP Finance. Okay. You are you, going, are you done? Are you finished, or are you done? I'm
1: sorry. I didn't slide the shot. Okay. You shot your A-B-P shot.
0: ABP Finance mm. says, so well done. Hosts are fantastic, and the episodes are captivating. Way to stand out in this genre. It's really hard to stand out in this genre. So thank you, ABP Finance.
1: Thank you so much.
0: J Ho 87 says The boys at True Crime Lab love blood and firewater. Great knowledge and stories. Fantastic discussion. And it reminds me of my brother and me. Great stuff, y'all. Keep it up. Another um, podcast that I'm friends with. Though You should check out their podcast if uh, you haven't. True Crime Lab. Love it check it out. So there's that and then we have um Skywalker 0429. I've never been a true crime junkie, but now I can say I am now interested. The research you put into the topics are amazing. Keep up the great work. Great work. Great. Research. Yes. That's my department. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate sir. it. What what is it? appreciate it?
1: Before we go any further, are you are you, are you done? shooting your shots because i'm sitting here
0: another podcast that i listen to mama told uh, mama never told us you should listen to this podcast because it's fucking hilarious hi this is lisa co-host from mama never told us podcast i'm a published crime thriller author i love this podcast not only informative but it does make it you laugh not my fault that's what's wrote
1: You know how what she meant, though. Yes, I know exactly what she meant. She's going to come for you. Come on, Mama told us. Not
0: inappropriately, but with the banter. Great job. I'm reading the paper. I meant the phone. The phone? Yes. Thank you anyway. I love this podcast. You should go listen to it because... I will. It's funny. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's it.
1: That's it. That is it.
0: So we got one more from Feya 85 She says... Hey, so I'm a true crime junkie all day, every day, so much that I have to force myself to watch funny movies at night to keep me from sleeping with a knife. On that note, Blood and Fire Water is a great listen. I absolutely see myself smoking a blunt with these two and having a wholesome time talking crime and laughing. I don't listen to comedy true crime podcasts as the host can be overly obnoxious and loud, but not Rashad or his sister. It's definitely the right amount of funny and out-of-subject commentary to keep you listening, laughing, and relating. On a tequila note, if you have not tried Classe Azul tequila, you're missing out. The best, she put her Instagram feed on, or her Instagram name on there. Thank you anyway, Mona Lisa. Mona, fuck. Mona Faye. We we really appreciate it. we. I love reading the, like, the heartfelt reviews like the ones they're like bro let me just i
1: feel like they just keep getting longer and that's awesome like nobody wants like a their burgers are good
0: kind of their burgers are good (laughs) okay so now that the review's out the way if you feel like you would like to have your review shout it out on the show be sure to leave us a review on itunes hit that purple button on your iphone write a review leave five stars we'll shout you out on the show you can also follow us on Instagram at Blood and Firewater Podcast and Twitter at BFW Pod Squad. With all that aside, we are drinking Jose Cuervo, Jack Daniels, Clink the Glasses. Let's make this happen.
1: Those are bottles, they're not even shot glasses.
0: All right, so tonight's case, Chris Watts. So all right,
1: Chris Watts, I'm so excited.
0: The afternoon of August 13th, 2018. Police respond to a welfare check of 15-week-pregnant Shanann Catherine Watts and her two daughters, four-year-old Bella Marie Watts and three-year-old Celeste Catherine Watts. Her car, phone, purse, all found inside of the house. No sign of Shanann or her daughters. This happens in a quiet neighborhood in a quiet part of Frederick, Colorado. Where are they? (laughs) What happened? If you know like I know... The husband did it, but what drives a person to a family wipeout? I asked. This is our first family wipeout.
1: Yeah, no, I asked Aunt. I was like, "What makes somebody just off everybody?" You
0: you don't jump to the conclusion that everybody has to die. You know what I mean? There there has to be some type of underlying factor that puts a person over over the edge of the fantasy of starting over. And the reality of the actual situation. No. So this this is the story of Chris Watts. (laughs) So this investigation does not last very long. And this case is very timeline dependent because of the fact that just about everything was recorded with timestamps from cell phone records, police records, text messages, Facebook videos. This is the first case I've covered that's completely transparent and technologically impacted. And very well documented. Obviously, Chris Watts, the husband, didn't think that this case would catch the media attention that it did and thought he would get away with the murders of his pregnant wife and two daughters, especially after multiple unconvincing interviews with the media. My thing is, did he think that he would get away with this in the media? Like, does he really think he stands a chance of playing the role of a grieving husband and father without even trying? his attitude his body language that when,
1: ceiling fan
0: <laughs> when police find <laughs> out that the mistress uh find out about the mistress and i mean after they find the mistress it's pretty much over no,
1: no you cheating on your wife we gotta look into that not only have you are you accused of murder you're also accused of adultery right no well You're doing adultery.
0: One thing I want to know is, did the mistress have more to do with this than she led on? That's what I'm saying. I I swear to God.
1: She had to know. It had to be some pillow talk shit.
0: We'll just start the story from when Shanann and Chris met. All right. Shanann Catherine Ruschek and Christopher Lee Watts met in North Carolina in 2009 through mutual friends and became friends on Facebook. Shanann was diagnosed with lupus, which is a chronic and complex autoimmune disease. Lupus can affect the joints, skin, brain, lungs, kidney, and blood vessels, causing widespread inflammation and tissue damage in the infected organ. Just so you know.
1: Yeah, throwing that out there.
0: She's also at the tail end of a divorce. She wasn't talking to anybody, she wasn't dating anybody, and showed no interest in dating at all, but decided one day to just meet Chris, who she confesses in a later Facebook post met her at her worst. But Chris picked her up, and they were on their way to building a future together. Chris proposes in 2011, and they sealed the deal November 3rd, 2012. In 2013, they moved to Fredericksburg, Colorado with some friends while their house is in under construction. And in December of that year, Bella Watts is born. At this time, Chris is a mechanic, and Shenan's a saleswoman, beginning her uh, career at a car dealership that they both worked at.
1: Did you find out what Shanann is? What do you mean? Like her, her mom speaks in an accent.
0: Ruschik? It sounds, I'm not going to say Russian. I'll say Eastern she's European. Defi-
1: yeah, but she's definitely not American. But like when I heard her mom say it, I was like, all right. She's yep. talking in an accent, and this name means something from wherever the fuck she's from.
0: They were becoming that all-American family, minus the dog. Well, they had a dog, but it wasn't until later. But they were on their way. A lot of things they had were sought after, and they looked happy so far. No signs of infidelity, conflict, or lack of intimacy, as most marriages end in the first couple years because of these reasons, among many others. January 2015, Chris lands a job at Anadarko Petroleum, and Shanann begins working at a call center of a children's hospital. July of that year, Celeste Watts is born, there were some complications with Celeste after birth. She was born with a narrow esophagus which took a lot of surgeries to correct, and later both kids would be diagnosed with asthma.
1: Medical bills piling up from all the surgeries between Bella, Celeste, and Shannon, and as well as the medicine and treatments had to be completely debilitating. I'll try to debilitating hmm. for them physically and mentally.
0: Debilitating.
1: Min- debilitating. All right. As well as the medicine and treatments had to be completely debilitating for them physically and mentally.
0: So Chris has a new job. Shanann has a new job. And that probably didn't help at all because they were bringing home about $90,000 a year combined. My one biggest weakness is money. I'm always stressed out about money and things about money. Like spending it, saving it, and last but not least, making it. I'm sure they spared no expense on their children, but that's where you land into insurmountable debt. And I'm sure it motivated most arguments around the house. A house that costs $2,700 a month to stay in.
1: Yeah, no, that's beyond my means.
0: It's a nice house, though.
1: It's a nice house beyond my means, though.
0: And Shanann kept it that way. A master at organization. I've never seen a house more organized from top to bottom like that one. Yeah. I watched the like the police go through the house. Everything is immaculate. Everything. 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 It's so good. Like I wish I uh, I just wish. So stress was in my opinion at an all time high around this time in the Watts house. Life Life's way of adding insult to injury. Shanann required neck surgery, adding about $25,000 on top of all their credit card bills, all of their medical bills, the mortgage. They're losing control of their finances, and this is an understatement at this point. So, here's a couple things that define you losing control of your situation. Number one, you're using Google Maps without a signal, and your Android is at 2%. I don't know if you've ever... Yes. Okay. Letting Jesus take the wheel at this point, and he's driving on a suspended license, and he has warrants, and he pronounces his name Jesus. Jesus.
1: Jesus.
0: Number three. I like how you
1: spelled
0: that. (laughs) A blonde guy with two left hands in a high-stakes game of darts is losing control. Number four. To sum it all up, it's just fucked up. But it's not the end of the world.
1: You woke up, didn't you?
0: They declared bankruptcy in 2015, being about, I don't know, half a million dollars in debt. You can't just say it, though. You have to declare it. You know? I've
1: written that shit.
0: You don't, no, you don't get the reference. Ah. It's, it's an office reference. You don't watch it. I do watch the office. So when, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, so you didn't get it. Yeah. By 2016, Shanann began working at Lavelle it, as a brand promoter selling Thrive, which is some weird body wellness patch. I don't know. But she was really good at it. She was really good at sales, and her performance began to get her noticed, and she was one of the top salespeople at the company. At the same time, Chris found something he was also into, which was talking to other women. <laughs> Stick a pin in that. We'll come back to that later. By 2018, Shanann's killing it at Lavelle, and she's getting featured in articles throughout the company's magazine. She's bringing in more money now, and she's holding her own weight as a saleswoman. So the family got to reap the benefits of her recent success. Traveling around the country, out of the country, staying in nice hotels and resorts. She even got a brand new car because of her sales record. You ever seen the Mary Kay cars?
1: cars yes
0: yeah like they give you a pink cadillac or yeah they give you they give you some kind I don't of
1: know, like a, a lot of people have car like businesses you, you could say mary Kay or geico
0: or i mean i don't know mary I, the, the only one i really know of is the mary Kay car because i You see never pink, seen a
1: mary maids car
0: no they give you a like that i'm sure if you have if you're a molly maids like you just slap the decal on the side of your car it's nothing special but like they gave her a car and was like, This is your car.
1: This is yours now.
0: We don't I want it back. We don't want it back. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what? That's one thing I didn't know.
0: Things are starting to look better and brighter for the Watts family. The struggle seems to have brought the family closer, right? May 2018, Shanann announces online that she is pregnant with their third child. She's wearing the Oops, We Did It Again shirt that I'm sure everyone has seen. He comes in and he and he sees the shirt and he's like, "I like that shirt." Like, don't play stupid. You know what that means. It was a good song in the 2000s, but that's besides the point now. <laughs> Before it meant like you had one night stand with some super promiscuous girl, but now it means you knocked me up and my ankles are going to hurt for 6 months, but I got the shirt made and it's cute.
1: This is how I'm going to tell you I'm pregnant.
0: He's got two kids, and he acts like he's never seen a pregnancy test before. He's like, it's pink. Does that mean it's a girl? <laughs> no, idiot. You were- <laughs> And were they trying for another kid, and the shirt was just a cute way to post it online, maybe? I mean, After-
1: it's 2018. People were making videos of them doing things, such as announcing that they're pregnant. And, yeah.
0: After all this debt they got, though.
1: I know. I mean... But you know what social media is. It's a front.
0: Maybe it was a tactic to to keep the relationship going. Mm, I don't know. So when Chris finds out that she's telling him that they're pregnant again, which it seems like he didn't get right away, he replies with, That's awesome. (laughs) I have been alive for a long time. And when I ask someone how they're doing, and they say any kind of words that imply the word awesome... I know they're lying.
1: You're lying. You aren't awesome.
0: This guy did not think this was awesome. He thought this was awful.
1: Yeah, like, hey, bro, now I got to tell my girlfriend that my baby mama slash wife is pregnant. This is awesome.
0: So June 27th, 2018, Shannon and the girls go to North Carolina to see family for six weeks while Chris stayed behind for work. That's a long vacay. But Shanann pretty much six worked- weeks, yeah. Yeah, Shanann pretty much worked from home so she could still operate mobilely. Yeah, and I understand why Chris didn't go because of work, but he said that he would join them on a later date. Shanann couldn't have thought any other, you know, situation like Chris. Chris can't cheat.
1: He has no game.
0: She yeah. She said that he has no game. He probably didn't have any kind of rhythm. And I personally think that he wouldn't have the balls really to just, you know, do it.
1: I mean, she's a great woman and a great mom. Like what the fuck was he thinking in the first place? Like what was she do? She had lupus.
0: Pull out game has got to get strong.
1: I mean, and then I wonder though, like Oh yeah, they they determined what the baby was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I thought it was yeah, too far.
0: Now, it's during this vacation that Chris begins to basically court Nicole Kessinger, the mistress.
1: Her voice is so fucking annoying.
0: The mistress and also a coworker. On July seventh, two thousand eighteen, the stench of infidelity is now in the air. Shanann notices a lapse in communication during this vacation on Chris's part. He's missing phone calls. He's missing text messages, and he offers bullshit excuses. Now we have a. I have a um. Excerpt from the the text messages. You read Chris's part. I'll read Shanann's part. We're gonna do switcheroo. So All right. this is a, this is a brief text log from their conversations. You okay? It's like you don't want to talk. I keep trying to talk, and I had to dig it out of you.
1: Um, I'm fine, babe. These last few days at work, uh, I put a lot of responsibility on me with new people. I didn't mean to seem short, boo. I love you to the moon and back.
0: I miss you. (laughs) And I feel like you just want to work out and run. (laughs) I wish my husband wanted to talk to me.
1: Yeah, that's some...
0: Rough stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: After all, this couple...
1: He uses boo a lot. Have you, have you read a lot of the texts? Yes.
0: After all this stuff this couple has gone through together, I can't imagine that someone could need another set of emotions to be involved with. Like, it's hard enough to make one woman happy, but two and keep both of them? Mm-mm,
1: I don't even, bro. Listen, both of them? If Aunt had a baby mama,
0: both I met him, of them? I'm no. like, nah,
1: but you ain't going to make me happy it's- and her happy because y'all got a kid. Fuck that. Either way. Two women? Two women. That motherfucker will go in cardiac arrest. Like, no.
0: On July 14th, Chris and Nicole, the mistress, (laughs) visit the Mustang Museum after visiting his house for the second time. Meanwhile, Shanann had called Chris five times that day in which he answers one and four more times later in the day which go unanswered according to phone transcripts. Eight out of nine go unanswered. In any good standing relationship, you're done.
1: Oh, yeah, no, fuck you. All right.
0: I really don't know what could have been going through it. her head. Maybe bad reception Her on her part because she's in the mountains of North Carolina. I know all about that shit because going up to the mountains of North Carolina, you just get really bad reception.
1: Yeah, I guess so, because Chimney Rock was a bitch.
0: Maybe he's cheating. Maybe he's not. It's really a a coin flip right now. But he definitely was. He definitely was, yeah. She was already suspicious, but there isn't much you can do from North Carolina to Colorado. Uh,
1: It's really born in North Carolina. I wonder why he... That's where they're from. Yeah. Shit.
0: She knew something was up, but maybe she didn't want to go full retard and just thought and start thinking that he was cheating. So, Shanann started reaching out to friends because Chris obviously does not want to talk. Chris comes out that his feelings have changed about the marriage between them, about the new baby, and things basically begin to break. Trying to keep two women can be exhausting. But Shanann is being a trooper, though. She suggests marriage counseling and try to salvage what's left of their relationship. And good on her. You know, hey, that, that is a what, what, what the kids call a ride or die.
1: Or wifey material.
0: She's trying to keep the family together, probably willing to look past the fact that Chris is talking to another fucking woman. Fucking other women. She suggests fucking counseling? That's marital rock bottom, but a step in the right direction of rebuilding that foundation. Nevertheless, Chris turns down the opportunity and leaves Shanann helpless and in the efforts of fixing the relationship. Oh,
1: bullshit, knock me up three times, bitch.
0: July 18th, Chris transfers a large number of images from his phone into a secret calculator app. Also on his phone. The images were of Nicole, dick pics, and such. He does talk to Shanann earlier that day, but only for about four minutes. This day is Celeste's birthday. That same day, Chris begins to search for Myrtle Beach vacation rentals.
1: Myrtle Beach? Yeah. Dirty Myrtle.
0: Fucking! I almost got body snatched in dirt and dirty Myrtle. He
1: did. It's it's true. He went down there. We went down there. I for swear,
0: God, I almost got body snatched. It was it was so real.
1: Rashad was so drunk that he just looked sad. We were supposed to get on a slingshot and the sky wheel, and this we lost him.
0: Yeah, I got lost.
1: I get off the sky wheel, and they're like, "We can't find your brother." And I was ready to fight everybody. I'm like, "I'm sorry." We're in one of the top three cities to get kidnapped in. What do you mean you can't find my brother? I'm my, a catch too. My yeah, like right. My mind goes straight to worst. No, but uh, long story short, this girl tried to hit on him while he had his arm. No, homegirl tried to
0: body snatch me. She like I saw, to- I saw her goons standing in the back, and he was like, "We want her him." Her
1: goons were other bitches. This girl had on a white romper.
0: A white romper, yeah. And that's Shout out to shouting. the girl in the white romper. <laughs> right. Shout out to
1: that bitch. And she had the audacity to try to snatch my brother, body snatch my brother. And they were dancing. Mm. So it was.
0: <laughs> Jeez, that was a bold move. In
1: both these times, you guys, I missed. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I was enjoying my birthday. But mm. I missed this shit. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm enjoying myself. My brother looks sad. He's embarrassing me. Mm.
0: <laughs> can't be around this guy so
1: myrtle beach y'all
0: this uh this encounter between chris and nicole what was a casual encounter is now a full-blown affair at this point chris takes this vacation from shenan and his two girls as a getaway for him and his mistress and nicole isn't any better of a person On the 24th of July, she searches, man I'm having an affair with, says he will leave his wife.
1: Right. I Google stupid shit.
0: I don't ever. I've never.
1: Bro, I've Googled stupid shit. But I I feel like I never Google anything that these psychopaths. But I I Google stupid things. Like, I look up a lot of stuff I'm not going to say, per se. You know, whatever. Uh, Somebody hands me something. I don't know what it is. I look it up. We don't
0: want to know what you Google.
1: All right, well. I just never Google shit like that, like uh, how to kiss my boyfriend.
0: Or- oh come on! Like if you were born at the age of Google at this day, at this day and age, you would be googling stupid shit too. However, was- these are full blown goddamn adults, right? Okay, like this, it doesn't make any sense for a bitch to Google man I'm having an affair with says he'll leave his wife. Like what? What the fuck are you looking for, bitch? Like a forum, duh. Slut. Anyway. I don't
1: think. All right. What's the last thing you Googled?
0: What's the last thing I Googled? Yep. Someone asked me how to um, get two mics working. And I was like, okay, it'll be a lot harder for me to explain it to you. I will just Google this video real quick and send you the link. That's the last thing I Googled.
1: So how to get two microphones. I Googled a Kid Craft Shimmer Mansion dollhouse. There's that.
0: Oh. Okay, so, so was this a casual encounter? <laughs> <laughs> on a side note, Shanann is way hotter than Nicole is. I'm so sorry, but have you looked at him?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, if you look at Shanann, you think, like, that's not, you You wouldn't see lupus, like, oh.
0: Yeah, you keep, you keep pumping that lupus, like, it's this lupus. bitch was sick, like.
1: It's really tragic, that's a tragic thing. A, a husband cheating on you and be pregnant with another. She didn't see this shit coming.
0: Shanann sends a text to Chris later that day saying,
1: I realized during this trip what's missing in our relationship. It's only one-way emotions and feelings. I can't come back like this. I need you to meet me halfway. You don't consider others at all, nor think about others' feelings.
0: Meanwhile, dumbass Chris is Googling, when to say I love you. When to say I love you for the first time in a new relationship. Ugh. And what do you feel when someone tells you they love you? That's gross. Some stupid, the stupidest shit. It's like
1: 14 year olds, right?
0: So Chris spends the week with this woman. Texting, talking, taking pictures. Like, where are they taking, what is he going to do with these pictures? You know what I mean? Like, you have a wife and two kids. What are you going to do with all these pictures? You know, like hide them? Look at them like.
1: No, you'd be surprised what white men do with pictures. Are
0: you scrapbooking with your side chick? <laughs> Chris and Nicole spend the night at the Great Dune, uh, the Great Sand Dunes, July twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen, and of course they take even more pictures, and of course they look stupid. The day of his flight to North Carolina, July thirty first, two thousand eighteen, he transfers another gaggle of images and videos to his secret app on his phone. Check your husband's phone.
1: I'm not looking at
0: my phone. At this point, why even bother? He's basically started an entire new relationship. Why even go to North Carolina? Instead, take the time to just pack your shit and leave while your family is among other family. You know what I mean? Like, let them do all your dirty work. I don't know. He's still, he's still just sending these images to his secret app. He's still talking to Nicole, and he's still not talking to Shanann while on the way to go see Shanann. Chris told Nicole that he sat down with Shanann and told her that they needed to move forward with their divorce. That's how he be. How could she even fall for that one? Like, that's the oldest line in the book as far as, like, hey, I'm divorcing my wife. We're talking about it. Just, you know, hear me out.
1: (laughs) It's my divorce. I'm a divorcee.
0: That line is right under, you ain't got shit on me and let me borrow your car in the guy in the guy code book just so you know
1: Uh, is that what guy code is about
0: let me borrow your car
1: yeah and that automatically means i'm trying to go fuck something
0: pretty much yeah well what what do i need your car for if i don't have a car at all and i'm trying to borrow it where the fuck am i going uh august 4th nicole googles wedding dresses enough said about that she's stupid Obviously, this simple bitch thinks that she's going to marry an already married man and he's going to get a divorce and they're going to live happily ever after.
1: <laughs>
0: Start their new life. And that's that's it. Chris, in some weird culty way, convinced this borderline polygamous woman that he was going to leave his family of two children about to be three, and run off with her into the sunset. So she Googles wedding dresses. Reasonable, don't suspect me in murder type behavior, right? They are due back in Colorado on the 7th of August. That morning, Shanann talked to her friend Addie about Chris, and she said, quote, Chris told me about last night. He's scared to death about this third baby, and he's happy with just Bella and Celeste. And doesn't want another baby. Called it. Told you he didn't want that other baby.
1: Who wants another baby?
0: They did apparently. No, that's called pull-out Robo. game. Yeah. Weak. Weak sauce. Her friend replied, "He's just scared. Everything will be fun once the baby comes." I wasn't shocked with her reply in the documentary. It showed Shanann's friend having 13 unread text messages. That's what I was more or less kind of weirded out about you are either the best at giving advice, or you are the worst. And everybody seems to come to you for some reason for advice and you're just not answering yeah, their certain no, there's,
1: there's, you, you got a group of friends. One, Let's go with three. One of them and or two of them is not who you go to advice.
0: Shanann's friend meant fine and not fun. Just putting that out there. So, August 8th, Shanann cancels the gender reveal party she had been planning weeks before and on the 9th Chris and Shanann spend that whole day reconciling their differences and between Chris and Shanann they agree to try counseling and working on the marriage. Maybe a change although he still has not kissed her or touched her in weeks.
1: Got no red flag.
0: The ninth, Chris and Shanann have a breakthrough as far as their relationship goes. Chris seems like he's on board and he's wanting to know the sex of the baby. He's showing more commitment to the relationship. And he's even down with a getaway, you know, with the family on the 17th of August. But sketchy-ass Chris deletes his Facebook on the ninth.
1: Of course he did.
0: August 10th, Shanann flies out to Phoenix, Arizona with her friend Nicole Atkinson on some Lavelle business trip, leaving Chris with the girls, and that night, Chris sent Shanann one of these stupid, crazy pictures that, like, it's so crazy looking. Like, can you see it? Yeah. Like, why would you take a picture like that?
1: I don't understand it. Okay,
0: so for...
1: I see legs, and... A body.
0: So I'm assuming it's probably um a Barbie, Celeste. Oh, the older, the older. You child. think
1: that's a whole kid? That's yeah. a kid. That's a kid. Oh my God, that's so disturbing. What the fuck? Yeah. I would have came home. I I would have just been like, mm.
0: So I gotta Kristen, go, guys. Yeah, Chris sends a picture of one of their children underneath a sheet, laying on their couch, just hanging out, like. Sketch, ball, red flag, have an ass. And of course, while Shanann is gone, Chris and Nicole strike back up where they left off. Evading Shanann's high hope good morning text messages on the morning of the 10th. But, texts a friend to see if his daughter could babysit the girl so he could go to a Colorado Rockies game that he had won tickets to. So, like, they were supposed to go to the game on the 11th. This is the infamous night where Chris and Nicole don't actually go to the Rockies game, but actually go to the Lazy Dog restaurant. He runs up a bill of like $70, which Shanann is alerted on her phone. Yeah. Presumably, Dumbass. she knows that there's no way he could have ran up a $70 bill by himself. Chris tries to say it was all him, and he had salmon and a beer. But,
1: but it cost $70, Shanann.
0: But maybe he tells her that he also sold someone some Thrive patches. Like, you know, the the body wellness patches that they were, you know, pumping. Like, Shanann, salesman of the, saleswoman of the year. You know, her husband's out there slinging patches too, right? Right. Not right. So... <laughs> you he, got me. <laughs> <laughs> so Shanann tells him to save the receipt so that she could write it off. Or her being in sales... Maybe she knew something that we all should know about going out to eat. Salesmen can write this kind of shit off on their taxes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, let's say your job's all about yeah. that doing that kind of thing. You can write it off on your taxes. I need to talk to somebody.
1: <laughs> I need to figure out who I give these receipts to so I can get my money back.
0: Before this point, Chris had been paying for his side chick's getaways with gift cards. I guess like Visa gift cards so he could just, you know, use them anywhere. But this is the first instance that Chris outs himself. Maybe he's thinking he's about to leave anyway, might as well murder their credit score. And only if he had left it at that. Or maybe he was just out of money. Who knows? August 12th, a coworker tells Chris that he has to visit a work site the next morning. But he offers to go and check it for him. I got this. The work site is Survey 3-19. Shanann arrives home from work, the convention slash conference in Phoenix, at 1.48 in the morning. Verified by her front porch camera and her friend Nikki Atkinson, who just dropped her off. Security footage from the neighbor's house shows Chris leaving for work at 5.30. He places a phony call to Shanann's phone at 825, then calls the girls' school and tells them that they will no longer be attending, and then he arrives at survey 3-19 at 830.
1: That's sketch as fuck. Like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I just need to let you guys know that uh, I know it's the middle of the year, uh, but my kids It's
0: the, actually the beginning. It's August. Yeah. It's the beginning of the year.
1: Okay. So- my kids won't be going here anymore. Yeah, we're so. done. Your principal sucks. <laughs> like, I could imagine that they were like, "What? what's your reasoning, sir? Like, why are
0: you? His pullout you... game is weak.
1: His pullout game is whack. <laughs>
0: that morning, Shanann had an appointment at her gynecologist at 915. She had been feeling good during the trip, and she had made an appointment for the day that she got back, but she does not make it. Meanwhile, Chris is looking up Groupon coupon. Groupon coupons? Groupon Me- coupons. Meanwhile, Chris is looking up coupons on Groupon <laughs> for Weston Snowmass Resort. Shanann's friend Nikki grows concerned after multiple calls that go straight yeah, to no. voicemail. She and- wouldn't
1: let go, y'all.
0: And texts that go unanswered. She goes to the house at 1210 p.m. that day and knocked on the door. She checked the garage to see if her car was there. She goes back to the front door. And the Watts have one of those keyless panel locks, like I got, like one of those where you just punch the number in.
1: Did homegirl know the password, you know? She came over there with that cop and was like, I need you.
0: Yeah, Nicole knew the code for it.
1: in this house. Yeah, but nobody knew about Nicole. So mind you, Shanann's friend and the cop, and this is all on camera, showed up at Shanann's house. And she... Eventually got in, in touch with Chris, made him come home, and convinced them that everything was fine. This isn't when nothing was discovered. Right? Well, she
0: she gets entry to the house, but only inches. There's like one of those hotel security latches that can be you know you can lock the door from the inside and you know, yeah. So well, he
1: he he fucking lied and said that the garage door was broke because they were like well. Is there any way you can open the garage door?
0: Well, at the same time, the security system alerts Chris that someone has opened the front door.
1: Yeah, but the lat- the chain, right? Right.
0: So okay. some- the door's open, but you can't get in the house.
1: Right.
0: Chris calls Nicole, which I guess he knew that she knew the password for the door. She alerts him of the situation. You know, the Shanann and the girls not answering the door. Something must be wrong. And he replies with, they're on a play date. Hmm. Nicole is not believing of this shit. And stays at the house, desperately trying to get someone in the house to answer the door. She knows, like, you can only lock that latch from the inside. You know what I
1: mean? Right. Yeah, because somebody got to be in there. How did that latch get
0: locked? She's calling other family members and friends in hopes that someone may be in the house. But she also blows Shanann's phone up, and no dice.
1: And he's saying Nicole as in Nikki, not yeah. Nicole as in— Yeah,
0: I'm sorry, like, to to clarify that.
1: Yeah, like, the friend that was Shanann's friend, like, that's Nicole, a.k.a. Nikki, not the Nicole that Chris yeah, not was that fucking Nicole. off with.
0: She does what any other concerned friend would do and sets the alarm off again at 12.27 p.m. I
1: told y'all, like, she is not playing. I'm telling you, if it was Takara, any of my friends, but her specifically.
0: Chris calls and tells Nicole to leave. Don't call the cops. Don't break in the house. Everything is fine. Everything's fine. Shanann's on a play date. Fine. Nicole. Yes. Nikki. Oh. A.K.A.
1: <laughs> my middle name is Nicole, by the way.
0: The, the realest friend ever. Yes, uh, the realest friend alive.
1: Everybody had to feel shitty because that bitch was like, look, something ain't right.
0: She drives to the OBGYN and asks if Shanann had made it to her appointment, to which they replied, no. So she's livid. <laughs> she goes back to the Chris's house and sets the alarm off again at 1241 p.m. Like, I need a friend like Nicole in my life i'm telling you bro we all do as nosy and invasive a friend can possibly be let your ass go missing and you owe them your life because they saved you hopefully
1: right no i mean it was too little too late here but she fucking tried again and again and again get you get you a nicole that's not sleeping with your husband
0: So, Chris calls and tells Nicole that he's an hour out, but he's on his way and not to be concerned. But exactly one hour after that phone call, Nikki calls the police for a welfare check. Officer Coonrod arrives at 1.50 p.m. Good. Prompt. Missing white woman timing? Yes. And starts to search the perimeter of the house. All of the doors and windows are locked, but they find a security panel for the garage door that would grant them access if Chris would give them the code. Nicole calls Chris again at 1.59 p.m. to get the code, but he tells her that the door does not work. Well, he had (laughs) this all masterminded out, you see. To prevent anyone from coming into the house, he put the latch on the door before he had left. But wouldn't the... the
1: back door be open? Back door. The sliding door.
0: No, all that shit was locked.
1: How did he get out the house?
0: The garage. Oh,
1: yeah. The shit he lied about. Fucking
0: asshole. He put the latch on the door before leaving. So if anyone come would, you know, bother to come and investigate, like Nikki, All right? He knew. He knew would, he, he knew would Nikki have, was going to fuck around. He would have Tom to get back to the house and do some quote unquote last minute cleaning. Mm. And he figured he would stall Nicole or anyone long enough, or maybe they would just believe the playdate story and just leave, open the door. The only way he knew how was he had the only garage door opener. He was going to sell the house because he was in the process of already selling the house anyway. Make his clean getaway with his brand new mistress, Nicole Kessinger. Not the Nicole we're talking about I'm now. You s- know. Nope. Nikki is who, yeah. Okay. I'm
1: just trying to fucking figure out like what makes one just off everybody. For family Wipeout. Family Wipeout.
0: I don't, I don't know. I'm telling you, it's, we'll get to it. The officers get on the phone with Chris, and Chris changes his tone. He says the entire system is jacked up, but he'll be there in five minutes. So, the cop is, at this point, ready to just break the door down. I mean, he's got a potentially, you know, passed out pregnant woman with... You know, lupus, unconscious in the house with two kids inside. Kudos to both of these saints. We need more people like that on Earth. Chris pulls up at two o seven p.m. and runs out and gets something out the passenger seat of his truck. He didn't run into the house. You know, concerned.
1: Mm-mm. Not too. What's going on? I just pull up what So what's the problem, y'all? <laughs>
0: He didn't run to the house. Not to the cop. Not to Nikki. But to the passenger side seat of his car. He knows his wife isn't there. He's in no rush whatsoever. He could at least be a little bit more convincing at this point. He kind of just saunters up to Officer Coonrod and acknowledges him for being like a fucking hero for half a second. And nowhere near you know, long enough to be convincing of why the officer is even there. You know what I mean?
1: They're like, hey, officer, how are you? What's the problem? No, I need to get something. Hold on.
0: (laughs) So he opens the garage door, like, you know, whatever. And the first thing he does is get something out of Shanann's car. Like,
1: what? What? Where your kids at?
0: He's he's either putting something in there or taking something out. Either way, he's stalling for time to muster some bullshit story to the whereabouts of his family. Also, what, where, and why would anything be in Shanann's car?
1: Right. Like, what was it? Like, I need you to find out what he got out of her car. Call him.
0: Hadn't she been out of town until that morning? What could have possibly been in her car? Yeah, no,
1: you sound curious.
0: Watch the police body cam. He drops something, something small, like a key or a ring. Maybe, maybe Shanann's actual like wedding band. You yeah, know? No, because
1: he's planning on giving that to Nicole.
0: So he finally goes into the house and he's inside for like a full minute before opening the front door. Is this, this that magical minute that he gave himself to just get rid of any remaining evidence? Maybe he's placing evidence putting her phone, which was powered off, inside the couch cushions upstairs in the, like, landing area. Like, that's where they found her phone at. Maybe he's placing that ring on her nightstand, which, obviously, you know, nobody was looking for that. But Chris was the one that found it. Officer Coonrod begins searching the house from the middle floor, heading down to the basement, then up to the second floor, and it seems pretty normal, besides the extreme amount of organization of the house. But no signs of struggle, no blood, nothing was just alerting Officer Coonrod of, like, signs of a struggle of any kind. Nothing alerting that Chris would be involved, well, besides Chris just being Chris. Fucking
1: weirdo-ass Chris. All right, except I noticed a room in the house where the welfare check officer was in there and, like, the cops walked into what looks like Shanann's home office, then into a closet with a wall of shoes. This is a room where they heard the ghost giggle and there is stuff and kids' toys, like, all over the floor. I don't know. If the officer noticed or just kind of logged it in his head, but definitely a sign of something that went wrong. The house was immaculate Shannon may have had some sort of ocd or full-blown ocd which rashad thinks but uh find something ocd in the is real ocd is really real but did they find something in the police body cams recordings of the house that is out of place everything belongs somewhere everything was color-coded and if belonged in a tote or container it was labeled and dated Maybe she was just a control freak. Maybe she's just like me. <laughs> like, you should see. You're a neat freak, or everything is where you know it is type shit. But I'm the same way. Aunt is flipping over beds and tables and TVs trying to find his glasses. Because he can't see. So, whatever he's looking for.
0: Why don't you just put it in the same place every night?
1: Right. <laughs> anyway, maybe she was just a control freak, right? I mean, making it easy to organize things. Anyway... Find the body cam video and you will notice this room. And the ceiling fan. The fucking ceiling fan. Why was the ceiling fan going so fast? I can't get over it. I've mentioned that ceiling fan like three times. I just need y'all to notice it. Like I noticed it.
0: Officer Coonrod makes his way up to the second floor. He starts to ask Chris about the health of the relationship between him and Shanann. And Chris tells the officer that they are in the middle of Selling the house and separating. So red flags. Proper, proper red flags. Not, not just your run of the mill. Just
1: no, that's disqualified. You're disqualified. You
0: are, you are done. He was trying to make himself suspect number one, I guess.
1: <laughs> I don't if, want it. I'm, tag me. I'm it.
0: <laughs> as if he wasn't already, as we all know. In any case where the wife left her purse, her phone, her car... Her ten, life. Ten times out of ten, the husband did it.
1: No. You, there's not one bitch in this world, on this planet, in this day and time, that is not going to have one of the five things you just fucking mentioned. He then, one of
0: them. He then also confesses that they are selling the house and they're going through a separation. Play yourself the smallest violin and give yourself a congratulations and a pat on the back because you just played yourself. Her cell phone and purse are found and then immediately Nikki goes, hot.
1: I've turned around in the middle of errands to get my phone because like, hey, what if something happens and nobody can get in touch with me and my Apple watch isn't Wi-Fi or whatever it is that your Apple watch does with your phone not around. I heard there's a plan for it. I don't have it because I'm broke.
0: You can see in the body in the police body cam when Nikki just even touches Shanann's phone, she just reacts like it's fucking like red hot. Like she waves her hand in the air, like like you don't ever want to check your bank account when you know you don't just like went overboard hard, went
1: beyond your means.
0: You don't even want to touch your phone. Nah, that's how she waved. She that's how she waved her hand. I don't. When, you know, she's, she finds Shanann's phone. Chris comes out of the master bedroom. Holding, out
1: of that silly fan-ass room.
0: Chris comes out of the master bedroom holding her wedding ring on one finger, like, out towards the officer, which is, to me, like, he didn't even want to touch it. Like, it's hot, and he doesn't want it near him. Like, he wants someone to pull his finger, releasing the responsibility of you know, killing his wife onto someone else. Right, but... He claims, he claims the kids' blankets are gone and they never go anywhere without those. Shanann's phone is her lifeline and would never leave without it. He's basically trying to sell the idea that Shanann just left, took the kids, fuck him, but where would she go without her phone, her purse, or her car?
1: Yeah, no, it sounds like a great, it sounds good. Like, oh... My wife's wedding ring is here. Well, you should have got rid of her purse, her phone, and everything else that you claim that these people use every day. These people need your kids and your fucking wife.
0: So Officer Coonrod asks... You're
1: pregnant. She's pregnant.
0: She's pregnant. We, yeah. She, she don't have her phone? Nope. Okay. Missed the OBGYN? Okay. Right? So Officer Coonrod asks for a recount of Chris's day. Chris says Shanann came home around 2 a.m., he awoke at about 5 a.m. to get ready for work. He, he and Shanann then had an emotional conversation. He backed his truck into the garage to load some tools for work. Great right, tools. And then left at 5.27 a.m. Mm-hmm. During their emotional conversation, Quote, Sh- unquote. Shanann told him that she was going on a play date later that day.
1: With who? Can we call the people that they, she was supposed to have a play date with?
0: Mm. So Ben, Nicole's son, Nikki's son, I'm sorry, the friend, the bestie, the bombest-ass friend I've the ever failure. heard of. Her son had been there the entirety of the situation, and he comes up the stairs like, Chris, this guy's security camera shows you leaving the house <laughs> and shows us pulling up. No one has left the house, and Nikki and the cop are just standing there, waiting for Chris's response. You can cut the equator of tension. Okay. You can cut the tension in the room with a fucking knife between Nikki and Chris. And Chris just replies with, okay. Okay. What? Okay. What? Just, Just okay. Okay.
1: Okay, what? He's
0: fucking done, son. Yeah, no. Even I mean... Nikki looked at the cop like, do you want to arrest him now? Or, or do you want my son to kick his ass first? How... And, and... It's been established by now that Shanann is not inside of the house. Why isn't this house being treated like a potential crime scene? And why aren't they outside looking for her?
1: Yeah, no, that's a new one. Obviously,
0: Guys. we know why at least Chris isn't. Because of the implications.
1: <laughs> right. No, but he's done, son.
0: He's in there trying to sell this sad-ass story of his family being missing, which is just not flying. Yeah,
1: no, I, I mean... You ever,
0: you ever try to fly a kite with no wind? This is that story.
1: I don't understand because it's just like Dude, they got you. You might as well not go on 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 um the news and say that your whole family's missing, you want them come home. All that sap ass, stupid ass shit that he did because like Nikki said, they had him. This camera showed your whole then, family leaving.
0: Then Nikki, but they're not leaving. Nikki even says Maybe they're at the pool. Like, they're, they live in one of those communities where there's a fucking pool. Okay.
1: but Nice. Was Nikki trying to help Chris? Like, you know what? At maybe least he did-
0: helping offer suggestions. Uh-huh. And Chris replies with, quote, the pool? Eek, I don't know. I mean, maybe. I'm not going out there. It's really hot out today, and I don't see them going to the pool of all places, unquote.
1: Well, he already said even the if. fucking
0: pool on a hot day bro uh, uh, yeah
1: that makes sense that makes complete sense but he that,
0: already said that's the perfect that he wasn't that's the perfect go. that's the perfect reason for you to leave your phone your purse shit like that yes. if you're going to the community fucking pool he's like wrong. i'm not going out there it's hot
1: douchebag.com
0: so, so the neighbors camera
1: didn't pick up Nikki or uh, Shanann. No, it
0: did. They go to the neighbor's house. The neighbor has been waiting for them. Just fucking waiting. Because I, I imagine my man has seen that video. Like, after he saw the cops start pulling up, he's like, bro, let me let me rewind this shit Come and go on. back. What is it? He has video evidence of Shanann being dropped off by Nikki and Chris backing his truck into the garage and going to work. I guess. Yeah. You know, just I mean, at least he didn't, you
1: know, it wasn't a massacre. It was was simple. He did it simple.
0: So Chris has got to be like, I'm fucked at this (laughs) point. He has absolutely no interest in this or keeping it together either. He lost his shit in the neighbor's living room, rocking and rocking and putting his hands on his head, doing doing the. Putting your hands on your head allows for more air to be breathed <laughs> okay, into, and his, and into your lungs. lungs. <laughs> like, if you put your hands above your head, you, you can breathe in more air. Fun fact. So, because it's liter- he's literally squeezed himself out of air <laughs> in the video.
1: Y'all have to watch the video. Like, just watch it. Like, because it just is red flags everywhere. Especially the fucking ceiling fan.
0: He eventually pulls it together and tells the officer that she's pregnant. Oh. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> the cop and the neighbor talk after Chris leaves, and the neighbor says Chris is acting sketch as shit. That's fuck. Chris, Chris doesn't normally back his truck into the garage, so why now? Because Chris knows that the neighbor's camera is there, obviously. Ah. he he He's normally super quiet, and... <laughs> And sketchy, but like, you know, sketchy like anybody you know that you don't know. Like, my neighbors across the street, they're sketchy because I don't know them. But now he's acting super sketchy, which changes everything. So I see my neighbors like taking out a whole bunch of trash, super sketch. Like, y'all don't normally take out that much trash.
1: Sometimes I wonder if people, like, when you go on long trips and shit, or just you're just out driving and there's a lot of woods and shit that if, anybody pays attention to the shit that's on the side
0: of the road. I do all the time. I I'm do. looking for money. Mm. I can I, find money.
1: I get it. I look for dead bodies on the side of the road. too. Okay. In bags.
0: He's normally super quiet and sketchy, but now he's being super talkative, which is also sketchy. The neighbor concludes that something isn't right, but the officer doesn't react because he needs to keep Chris talking, which is a great police tactic in my mind. Like if you just you play dumb, you'll get a lot more information out of somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like, oh, what's What's that? What's ecstasy? And then they just like, you know, let me tell That's you who my connect is. Where? So August 14th, the media arrives for interviews and Mr. I Have No Inclination is in front and center. He does three separate interviews in front of the house that Debt built. <laughs> Shots fired. (laughs) In these interviews, his body language says it all and continues to absolutely ruin his credibility. He has been just rocking back and forth and holding himself for 24 hours. He hasn't shed one tear or shown any type of emotion whatsoever, and to completely shit the bed, he has not consulted any legal counsel. Any good lawyer would have told Chris to stay 50 feet away from cameras, media questions anything so there's that no one knows how they would react in this situation regardless no matter if you're a suspect or not i'm sorry like i could be sketch as fuck in an interview but i'm not going to do what he did
1: no because you all you have to do is say one thing
0: oh you're done what what you didn't mention that because uh, I, I said huh? something about that huh? in the um, in a, a past episode. If you show too much emotion, you're guilty. But if you don't show enough emotion, yeah, you're no, still guilty. Because so it's just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do?
1: What you're being charged of is very serious. So they're just going to treat everything that you do as such as guilty. Because you're the only one that makes sense.
0: Throughout the interviews, one comment kind that of one. just stuck out to me. Yeah.
1: What's he had, that?
0: He had the audacity to stand in front of the world pretty much and say if you're out there. Mm-hmm. Like watch the rewatch the interview. He says if you're out there.
1: Well, if is really iffy. Mm-hmm.
0: The next day Google or the next day Nicole Googles Nicole the Mistress. Right. Google Shanann Watts, but there were no signs of her or her two children. But that's not all Miss Google Fingers is doing. She's also looking up if cops can trace text messages. Shenan <laughs> Watts' disappearance and how long do phone companies keep text messages then deleting... They
1: keep them forever.
0: ...deleting her search history.
1: A, no, bitch, you need a burner. You need a, a trap phone.
0: Completely sketchball... Behavior
1: There's assassinations and assassinators and shit in the world. Call one of them if you're trying to get away from, with some shit and then they don't even do that great of a job.
0: So the CBI and the FBI show up and later cadaver dogs are called in. These dogs can literally smell danger. They can also smell bodily harm just just saying these are these are top notch dogs.
1: <laughs> I need one of them
0: they ask Chris if they can search the house and Chris voluntarily lets them search the house he's a
1: dumb fuck
0: cause he's got no lawyer
1: no y'all can't come in my house Chris... that's all he had to say
0: so Chris also agrees to be interrogated by the FBI because he's an idiot and the Shuck FBI an starts mind fucking him immediately Just
1: because they're way, way smarter than him and I have no idea why or how he got away with it. Sociopath. As as mm-hmm.
0: Sociopath. They can get away with anything. Well, sometimes they I do.
1: mean, like you have to just think about what people do as a profession or what they do for a living. He was right? a
0: mechanic. Exactly. My father's can... a mechanic. <laughs> my <laughs> father's father was a mechanic. No, you my think two you uncles can get away are away
1: With this shit, because you watched a couple episodes of CSI or Forensic Files.
0: No, that was the, the Twins episode.
1: Yes. They requested to watch an episode of CSI. Wow. Brush they were, up. They were being interrogated. I shit myself. Like, are you serious? But Chris, though, he's a complete dumbass. And for whatever reason, he thought he could outsmart not only a cop or the FBI, Nikki's nosy ass.
0: And this is the initial interrogation. But Chris is already no match for the fucking FBI. None at all. And the trick is to just keep Chris talking. They ask him if he's cheating. And he says no. But they pretty much know what's going on. They've, they've already done what the FBI does best. Like, last thing you want is...
1: They want to know if your story is changing. And that's exactly what happened. His story changed several different occasions in the house at the, the, the police department at the FBI
0: just quick sidebar if anybody ever starts asking you questions especially, ask them you know you can call your lawyer
1: you know if you're being questioned by anybody especially for any reason
0: the FBI. Yeah. and don't take the polygraph test
1: don't take the polygraph test <laughs> That's
0: gonna that's gonna come up later Chris takes the polygraph test And absolutely fails it. Deceptive as fuck. They knew for sure he was guilty.
1: I just don't understand why they wasted so much time.
0: They just had to sit there and wait. Right. Chris was like, I'm having an affair.
1: No shit, Sherlock.
0: And the FBI was like, we know.
1: Everybody knew.
0: We'll leave the side chick out of this. The FBI had found out about Nicole from one of Chris's supervisors at Anadarko that day. (laughs) His work computer was searched and they found evidence that he and Nicole had already been talking for a while, at yeah. least since the beginning of September of two thousand seventeen. So like
1: well, At least he wasn't stupid like homeboy that tried to call his mistress from Paris.
0: Oh yeah. Amber Amber They Amber, all, can you hear me? They already had the information <laughs> from his truck GPS, but now they're just waiting for Chris to confess. And Chris just denies, denies, denies. Denies. So investigators had already went ahead and droned the area in which Chris said he went and worked survey that area. They found a sheet that matched the sheets found in Chris's house. They then found a patch of dirt that looked recently removed. So at this point, Chris is five or six hours into interrogation, and they are just laying it on him. They know about the mistress. They know about, which you may not know about, but the life insurance policy. Right. There's always a life insurance policy. The financial problems, the separation, the marital problems, the selling of the house, the two kids about to be three, the fucking, (laughs) like, (laughs) I can go all day about this shit because I got these same problems, but not really. So, like, all of the things point to the husband. The easy way out for Chris is to just admit it.
1: It saves a lot of time. So Chris
0: is like, let me talk to my dad real quick and probably."
1: Hold on. Come here, dad.
0: We're going to try and re this, and we'll come back and act like nothing's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Chris, that's not how this works.
1: It's not. You didn't watch enough fucking TV, homeboy.
0: He tells his dad that him and Shanann got into an emotional conversation, but... Shenan just flips out and strangles the girls in a fit of rage, and Kristen strangles Shanann, as if he's never seen any type of crime show. Like I said, and the FBI is just gonna not film this while You're there, right. there. This shit
1: is too good. I'd be the FBI agent, just like they do. You like that? you
0: gotta like. There's usually like that two way mirror. But they, like, it seems like they took that two-way mirror thing out. They were like, yeah, they know we're on the other side, right? So they just toss a fucking Alexa in the corner, and they're like, Alexa, start.
1: It'd be fucked up if Alexa was in a room, an interrogation room with a girl named Alexa. <laughs> All right, so Alexa. Have
0: you ever met an Alexa? Yeah. You're lying. But
1: it was always short for something.
0: Lex. It, yeah, Lexi? no, like
1: Ale- Alexandria. Zaza?
0: Chris a has to take his shot. He's out of ideas. He basically just takes one from the investigators. One agent has suggested that Shanann had something to do with it. Maybe maybe she did something to the girls and, you know.
1: I don't know, man. That shit happened downtown. That bitch was not playing. Maybe, we did talk about our hometown fucked up shit.
0: Maybe it was a tactic on their part to just... Get them to keep talking, you know, just feeding that information. I mean, after five hours of just running out of shit to say, when the police or the FBI are in the room, you can just say anything in those rooms and, you know, you're fucked at some point.
1: If your story changes, you're fucked. It better stay the same the whole time.
0: So Chris turns around and uses that as his defense. Shanann did everything. I killed her because she killed my kids. I
1: can't believe I think,
0: it. I think, personally, he's trying to set himself up with the crime of passion defense.
1: That is exactly what it is. It's a definite... He's like, like
0: oh, you killed my kids?
1: Well, yeah, right. Like, But you're way stronger than this woman. And you said that she strangled your kids while you were in the same fucking house as her okay well why didn't you do it? like it i can't at all because the only thing she had going was her children chris was obviously gone
0: here's a way you can get away with your mistress chris if i ever had the the too late pleasure of meeting this person yeah, no, that's our next I would thing. just tell him, hey, you could have just left her. Yeah, we're going to go start visiting prisons and talking to inmates. She was literally gone <laughs> for weeks. <laughs> she was gone for six weeks.
1: Right. He should have had the taste of what it's like for her not to be around also without the kids. And he could have just been like, hey,
0: when you, you get back, He could have just packed his shit and gone through with the separation. You could have just broke it off of the phone.
1: Oh, she was in fucking North Carolina. But
0: no. (laughs) You had to murder four people. Hide the bodies. Hide their bodies. Lie to the entire country. Your family. Her family. And not even good fucking lies. No. That
1: shit was so unconvincing. Unconvincing.
0: Inconvincing. So the confession begins. Chris insists that he saw his children sprawled out and blew from the baby monitors in the girls' room, even though the vast majority of those things only show black and white images.
1: Yeah, that's why I don't have one.
0: He ran up on Shanann and strangled her, loaded the bodies up into the truck that morning, <laughs> buried Shanann, and dumped his daughters into the oil tanks in Survey 319.
1: I'm just glad he didn't chop them up. I guess he didn't have the time. But that should have, like, would have made maybe he could have got insanity because you had the nerve to not only strangle your whole family, but you cut them up too, and you put them at the place that you work the first place people are going to check, other than your house.
0: Chris was immediately taken into custody and charged with murder. Chris would be convicted of murder in the first degree of Shannon Watts, murder in the first to Bella, murder to the first of Celeste. Unlawful termination of a pregnancy to Nico, Nico. the the unborn child. And three counts of unlawful tampering with a deceased human body. Shanann's family decided that they would decline the death penalty, as they did not want any more bloodshed in this case. He was sentenced to five life sentences without the possibility of parole. So the autopsy revealed that Shanann's daughters died of asphyxiation due to smothering. But Bella, the four-year-old, fought for her life, showing defensive wounds inside of her mouth, then somehow dumped into an eight-inch hole of an oil battery. Reference a sheet of paper, and that's how wide the hole was.
1: What? A sheet of paper?
0: Yeah, that's how big the hole was. Shanann also died from asphyxiation, but her in her case, she was manually strangled by Chris's hands. Shenan was recovered face down in the fetal position. However, it would be difficult to recover the bodies of the little girls. The tank had to be drained of all of the crude oil, and before they could be found, the firefighters did recover their skin. Oh. They had been degloved, meaning their skin was just falling off.
1: Like acid? Like pouring acid on somebody falling off?
0: Imagine, you you know what it looks like when you um, you sit in a bathtub for a real long time? Wrinkled.
1: Yeah. I hate being wrinkled. Well,
0: their skin became wrinkled uh, and then chills. just started melting off.
1: I, mm, I, I like how you said crude oil because.
0: Well, that's what it is.
1: Well, yeah, because you definitely can't use that oil now.
0: Right. The husband did it. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, I hate this motherfucker. He was
0: he was on TV on Tuesday and he was in jail by Wednesday.
1: Yeah, and then it just seems like because of all the evidence and all the shit that you're you know that we have research on, it seems like he got away for at least a week or two, but no. It now, was less than 24 hours.
0: I'm not trying to make any excuses for Chris in this horrible tragedy, but I think hear me out.
1: No, no. It could out. It
0: could have been those Fucking patches. Those thrive patches you see in those pictures he's wearing, like he's uh, he's got those patches on.
1: Yeah, but really, Rashad? those
0: thrive those thrive strips could literally fuck with the chemistry in your body. Really, Rashad? those things play with your mental shit. Yeah, you know, well, like
1: sure, you can fuck your head up, but.
0: If really? not if not used properly, I read somewhere that he was doubling up on those patches and working out like a goddamn madman. That's
1: like doing steroids. Are you, do you feel the same way about ro- They aren't ro- ro- they range?
0: aren't they aren't tested. That, that's my thing. And Are at, these cigarette patches? At least thoroughly tested. Are these cigarette patches? No, mean? they're like I don't I don't like they have like hell of vitamins in them and like they give you energy, and you're just, like, like working all the time. Like, if Chris didn't plead out, maybe he could have used it in his defense. Right. Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's any excuse.
1: Well, I mean, I would have like, just Like, if
0: someone drank too many cups effects, of coffee, murder. like, would that motivate you to kill somebody? No. But you could say, hey, I drank 13 cups of coffee, and I shot up my office. My bad. Like... They're gonna they're gonna start asking questions about the coffee company, like, "Hey, what are y'all putting in that fucking coffee?" They would ask, "Hey Thrive or Hey Lavelle or whatever the fuck is called, what are y'all putting in these patches?" Yeah. Because my man's got them on in every See, but single that, fucking your picture. That's how works. That, I mean, mind I'm just works. I'm 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 pulling strings here, you mm, know, mm, like strings. I've I, th- that's one theory that ne- never has you know come to fruition. Like, hey, he could be using something that maybe isn't for human consumption.
1: Yeah. I get it. I get it. Pull your strings, bro.
0: Also, I think Nikki had something to do with it. Outside of the obvious, she had the driving motivation and the influence for sure. But maybe, maybe, just maybe.
1: want to see a child die she was the
0: mastermind
1: who would want to see a child lose their life like seriously
0: did the fbi not find it suspicious that she deleted all contact between her and chris after the fact maybe it was her plan the entire time maybe because it fell apart
1: she might have been a sociopath
0: maybe it, it was because chris fell apart so fast that chris couldn't hold a story straight and just couldn't handle the guilt you know, she had to like play it off, but Chris was like hard body. Like I'm trying to save this bitch. You
1: know, I'm not going.
0: I'm not going to say anything against her. But she was like, I'm gonna throw him all the way underneath the bus. I am the bus, and <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna run him over. So like that's that's my whole thing about the whole Nikki Chris thing. He's uh, like, cause he's like, no, she didn't have anything to do with it. And then she's like, no, nah. he had. Everything to do with this. That was
1: all him. That was all him, y'all. But she could like we don't know anything about Nicole. She could have been a legit psychopath and like crave shit like this and probably like and if it was the case, this probably isn't her first time.
0: Okay, but what allegiance It's called
1: manipulation.
0: What allegiance does he have to her? Being that he's he's a father of three. A nice ass neighborhood and a nice ass house with a dank ass job. Right. Like, what allegiance know, I, does I he have to how her? All
1: that shit goes away just because he got a mistress. Like, oh, so what about the debt and all the, the shit that your wife has got? The mother of your children. Mind you, if you're not in love with this woman no more, cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Fine.
1: Fine. It's fine. It's fine. But you didn't have to off and Like, You did not have to off them all.
0: He was, uh, he, he, was uh, he was doing interviews on Tuesday. He was in jail by Wednesday. So what really happened is Chris did say something to Shanann. It resulted in Shanann telling Chris that he would never see the girls again.
1: All the reason to kill.
0: He gets on top of her and strangles her. Then wraps her body in the sheets from the master bedroom and drags her downstairs, loading her and the girls into his work truck. He got to the job site while the girls were still alive and then...
1: Well, Shanann was in the back trunk.
0: Shanann, like Shanann back. was in the floorboard. Yeah. Already dead.
1: Wait, no. she. Is, does that video not show her in the back of the truck?
0: From what I've read, it said that Chris loaded her deceased body in the back of the truck and then packed the girls inside of into the car, the car while Shanann they were still alive.
1: Shanann was not inside the car. Yeah. Where the fuck was she at? She was on the back of the truck. Bullshit. Watch it again.
0: Did i'm not saying your you're TV? wrong
1: did you watch it on your tv or your computer or have you watched it on your computer at all
0: i watched it on the tv
1: okay so watch it on your computer which is a smaller so you he put
0: her in the back of the truck she
1: was on the back of the truck you can see this white thing like just there like it you you wouldn't be able to make the body out but why would he put shenan in the car with the kids alive These kids obviously been with the intention
0: of killing killing the kids
1: no he was, he was gonna kill the kids regardless, but he could, he spared them from seeing their mom dead on okay. the floor. Uh,
0: I'm not I'm not going to dispute what you I'm saw. You, no, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go back, back and watch it.
1: That's why he backed that truck in that fucking garage because if he wasn't gonna put her on the back of that truck, well, well, I mean, I guess he could have backed the truck up to put her inside. But like the kids were alive, and for for whatever reason, I feel like he still had a little human in him left. And he didn't let the children see the mom dead. You just got to watch it again.
0: Yeah, I'll watch it again. So up to this point, he got out. He dragged the body of Shanann Watts to the location of a shallow two-foot grave where she would be placed face down in a fetal position. Cece, the youngest daughter, was first. Chris placed a blanket over her face, and she was strangled to death. Then Bella
1: no that's fucking bullshit
0: she fought for her life but she was no match to a grown fucking man
1: right and why would fucking nicole be a a match to a grown man like she didn't strangle them obviously he strangled them
0: she was also strangled to death and then their bodies were dumped in two separate old batteries here's my opinion on how this probably played out not going to give Any kind of excuses for his actions. Just what I think may have motivated Chris to act on his narcissistic thoughts.
1: Whatever. Why'd you have to cover their face, bitch? You should have watched that shit happen. Maybe you would have stopped.
0: So I think he may have started to think and break bad when Shanann had left for North Carolina for six weeks on vacation. This is the time that he spent the most with Nicole. Now, maybe Nicole had planted the seed and said something along the lines of starting a new life. Yeah, but that
1: doesn't mean wipe your family out.
0: Maybe it was Chris that said it. Somebody said it, and that released that energy into the universe.
1: Right, but there's ways.
0: Now, obviously, Chris isn't probably talking to Nicole about marriage outside of the fact that he wanted out of his current marriage, but he's... Flustered with all these new live butterflies. And he's obsessing with the thought of leaving Shanann and the kids to get what he wants. A narcissist, if you will. Fucking psychopath,
1: sociopath, fucking paranoid schizophrenic is what he is. Okay,
0: so maybe the patches and the supplements from Thrive had nothing to do with it. Let's let's just go ahead and count those out, side effects-wise. Maybe headaches here and there. And the occasional nausea and anxiety attack. But if not used properly, I feel like he could have done some damage to his thinking patterns. Like, it fucks with your brain chemistry. They have not tested this stuff from Lavelle. And I've looked it up. There's no tests on these patches. Just just saying. I welcome anyone to go to their website And tell me wrong, but, like, I looked it up. I was like, all right, so what are the side effects from these patches that you could possibly put on your body? Nothing. So there's that. He began to put his physical fitness first. He started working out and working on this new relationship with Nicole. He was
1: working out to get stronger so he could strangle his whole family.
0: And it's crazy how Shanann may have missed this change in behavior from Chris but she could have missed all of these red flags because she worked so much to provide for the family. But Shanann put the family first. Always. Period. Yeah. Period. So I think Chris's plan was to leave Shanann the right way. But when Shanann told him that he would never see the kids again, he broke bad and strangled her and everybody else. Everybody. Anybody with... Most of the common sense they were born with knows that just because he was having an affair does not mean that she can just take your kids away and you'll never see them again.
1: That's what court is for, Chris. Chris
0: could have played the long game and taken this through family court, maybe got them every other weekend, maybe every other other weekend, Mm -hmm. like some shit like that. Maybe even joint custody. But maybe that just wasn't good enough. Who knows? He probably... Upped his patch count like three or four.
1: It has to do something to you. You might be right. Let's try one.
0: No. So, here's the twist. (laughs) He told Nicole that he was going to do it. He told her that he was going to leave Shanann, but he didn't say how. But he had the intent to leave her the right way the morning when she came back from her trip. Then Nicole may have sarcastically said some crazy shit like you would have to kill her to get away from her.
1: Yeah, you're going to have to kill the bitch.
0: That's that's essentially the the Chris Watts story. I haven't wanted to revisit it since I wrote this episode. I wrote it's this still episode. My fave. It's still it's still a great story. It is. Um I don't I don't want to go back into it until there is uh, updates,
1: like different things but, on it.
0: I mean, go because go on Reddit. Reddit is fucking key to hearing people
1: well yeah i mean and then like if you i mean also like the videos that we've seen are on youtube i'm sure and there's audio of him talking to interrogators and there's audio of him talking about how he did it exactly he he mentions like he can't remember if it was Cece or bella first or i know he says something uh, along the lines of Bella asking him, Are you going to do what you did to Cece to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty fucked, but these are words coming out of his mouth, not mine.
0: Well, I mean, this, th- it was an effort to keep this episode going two parts, like the John Bene's episode. I mean, like, because easily you could do a whole 10 episodes on this guy. Yeah. Not, not one and done. We'll, we will turn turn back up on this episode. Like, I can't, I can't tell you when, but like, I know for sure if I find a a, a book, uh, like an actual book with, you know.
1: I mean, he's gonna be on TV. Somebody's gonna go. No, he's into gonna
0: write some bullshit. He's gonna write some, gonna write well, some he, bullshit. He is
1: writing. He's writing a whole bunch of women and beca- He has. Hella,
0: yeah, but that happens has with every every fucking serial killer. Yeah. Richard Ramirez had like hella pen pals. And Let's,
1: it doesn't help when you're attractive.
0: No, it really doesn't help.
1: Because there's bitches out there that have some kind of fetish that you I... You remember
0: the guy... You remember the light-skinned dude?
1: Maryland, or what?
0: The light-skinned dude that popped up on, like, I forgot what oh, it was, Oh, yeah, like, no, he's Facebook. a model. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's a model. dating
1: this bitch. Um, she's a millionaire. Her dad owns hella hotels or something. I forget. Maybe I'm not right, but y'all know the hot felon with the pretty eyes yeah, and the tattoos. Guy. He left his wife, and two sons for a bitch that had money. He ain't do nothing bad. I'm sure what he went to prison for wasn't nothing.
0: I mean, car theft or some shit. He yeah. looked like he stole cars.
1: He has modeled for all the major, just like all the major labels as far as fashion. Yeah. Should you not? He don't need he, he don't even need homegirl money. She's in the middle of leaving him, actually. Like so yeah, I he saw left that. his baby mama. <laughs> that
0: was, that's old though. That's that's He's just old, old as fuck.
1: But still, like like the way they went after him and the way he blew up, I get what you're saying. But yeah, no, uh, homeboy Chris Watts is getting a lot of attention and it's sick.
0: So if you like the show, um, be sure to reach out to us like, on uh, Instagram subscribe. at Blood and Firewater Podcast. We like, are, share, subscribe. We are on Twitter at BFW Pod Squad. And if you want to reach out to us,
1: it's not hard.
0: It's not hard. Um, uh, we have a personal email. Shoot us a, a case you would like to hear us cover at Blood and Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Stay alert. Stay alive for God's sakes.
0: Please. <laughs>